0: The Dental Brief is brought to you by Omni Premier Marketing and the amazing guests who bring wisdom and advice that you can put to use to take your business and practices to the next level. Find us on Facebook and join the conversation. Get ready to grow because we are kicking off the next episode in 3, 2, 1.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Dental Brief. So excited we're here. Uh, It's the second week in uh, February, getting ready to record. You'll probably be hearing this episode in March. Got a fantastic doctor on the program today. He's going to really tackle some problems that dentists are facing. Can't wait to uh, get him going. So let's just start. Dr. Brian Laskin, say hello to everyone.
0: Hello, everyone, and uh, thank you so much for having me here. Uh, very much appreciate it. Um, I love your perspective of bite-sized information for dentists. I, I, it's, it's So thanks for doing what you do for the industry.
1: Yeah, appreciate that. So let's just uh first question we asked us for so many people. How'd you become a dentist? How'd you get involved in dentistry?
0: Well, unlike a lot of dentists, I did not know what I wanted to do when I graduated from college. I was gonna be a physician and went on rounds with some family members who are physicians and quickly realized that wasn't for me. But I wanted to do something in healthcare, wanted to do something with my hands and and, uh really help people every day. And uh that's how I got started. So I went on I went and Basically, went around with people in healthcare. Realized that dentists were very calm people traditionally, and yeah. I'm not. I'm very high energy. Let's put it in a nice way: ADD. And I and I thought that this would calm me down. <laughs> well, that was flawed logic. But I'm very okay. glad. And I, I you know I love the dental profession and uh, found my niche. But I'm, I'm not. And then didn't have a traditional path. I don't even have a filling in my mouth. Uh, well, that's not totally true. Uh, I didn't have a filling in my mouth until I went, until after I was a dentist. So, didn't know anything about dentistry when I went into it.
1: Yeah, we're going to jump into a little bit of um, a, a solution that you have uh, for dentists and tooth apps. But before we do, let me ask you this question: What are some problems that you, you were facing uh, yourself, and that you face in your practice? You see other dentists facing, and that they're calling you about seeking help with.
0: Uh, traditionally, there's been one overarching theme through my career and through uh, the other dentists. I've i work with, I've worked with thousands of dentists. It's, it's people, right? It's uh, team members specifically is what people, I think, find is the biggest challenge. And since COVID, obviously, that has been amplified and heightened like never before. So finding sure. and retaining top talent, right? Uh, specifically right now at this moment in time, I think maintaining profitability is very, is becoming a bigger challenge than most dentists probably even realize right now, but they're, but there probably will be soon because everything has gone up in price and especially wages. And we don't have the same type of pricing flexibility across the entire industry, particularly if you you participate in insurance. Um, and then I would layer another third one on top of that. Uh, which is meeting people's expectations. Uh, the expectations that our patients have in healthcare providers, coming out of the global pandemic, has been heightened. You know, they, you know, I, I could go down any number of ways, but if you walk around planet Earth in the year twenty twenty three, people have expectations on what what interacting with any business is, and we're lagging behind in healthcare and specifically in dentistry so those are the big three things i think one that has and always will be an issue is retaining talent finding and retaining talent but right now profitability and uh meeting patients expectations i think are kind of under the microscope so to speak
1: yeah and those are three big things right i mean those are huge right i mean they and they all they're all obviously tied together let's talk about level of service a little bit and you talked about um, you know, what people are expecting. I think people's expectations right now are at all time lows for most industries and what they're getting for service. We've gotten used to longer wait times. Restaurant service is, except for five-star steakhouses, in my opinion, is terrible. Um, right. The takeout service is terrible. Uh, store checkouts are longer than ever. There's, there is, seems to be a a real labor shortage going on out there and it seems to be declining service. I think in the restaurant business and in certain industries like that, that we're going to actually see a revolt. People are going to go, well, if I'm not going to get great service, I'm not going out anymore. Um, right. And they're going to actually pull back and that'll change in the restaurant industry. Do you see a changing in healthcare, kind of like that, too? Or do you think it just needs to continue to move up and move onward?
0: Well, you you brought up a great point that uh, I hadn't thought about, which is the people's expectations are lowered due to the just poor service that everywhere gets everybody. But uh, so when I was talking about the patient experience, I'm talking more about exactly, exactly. We're, we're in alignment, but, but you sort of put a nuance into that. I hadn't thought about, which is, which is the drop in customer service across the board. Like right. you know, I just met with uh, the team at my, my dental practice, which is in a whole other building. I'm not there very often, but we were like, guess who has problems with, with team members? everybody on planet earth right now. Right. Right. So, so however, what I, what I mean is the conveniences that people would expect. So for example, do people have to call you to set an appointment? Right. Right. That's not done today. When you go to that five-star steakhouse, you don't call them anymore. You go online and make a reservation, right? If you want to pay your bill, you should be able to do that online. Those, those types of conveniences, which are different than customer service. But I do agree with you that, there's been this sort of recalibration of like, okay, customer service is horrible everywhere. So there's been a lowering in expectations on the human to human. That doesn't mean we should succumb to it. Right. But but, but what I'm saying is from a operational perspective, you know, having like in what other industry do they say, Oh, by the way, your car needs to be fixed. We won't get to it for two months. Now that might happen. But it still frustrates you, right? Oh yeah, it's horrible. Uh, yeah, so I, I mean, I think it's really as much as possible. You know, people can go on Amazon. I, I ordered something from Amazon yesterday, and the the my door rang at the office, and it was the thing that I ordered like a couple hours ago.
1: Right? Yeah, yeah. Recalibrates
0: really people's expectations, right?
1: Yep, hundred percent. You know, I uh, going to the car dealership thing a bit ago. Oh, I, actually, even backing up to like people doing things online. There's the closest Chipotle to my office. You have to order food on your app, on their app. You, there's no place to order food inside the restaurant whatsoever. You, that's it. If you want to pay cash, sorry. If you want to order from a person, we don't have that option or that availability. Or at least it was that way for quite some time. I, I stopped going in because of it. Um, it's just an, <laughs> annoying, but that is coming in. And you know, what you mentioned about car dealerships, um, Here's what happens: is is yeah, your car dealership might take tell you it's three weeks, and I, brand you know month old truck about two three months ago, window wouldn't roll down. First time I hit the or roll up, first time I hit the back window down, it wouldn't go back up. Called the dealer, they said oh three weeks. I'm like what? I'm online checking out other dealers, trying to find which dealer I can get into next because I'm not waiting three weeks on a new car. That's happening in dentistry and healthcare, isn't it? People aren't going to wait three to four weeks like they used to. Do you, do you agree with that or do you think I'm
0: wrong? Oh, couldn't agree more. And yeah. that that's the thing that people miss is that I think in dentistry is they're thinking, well, people, there. I think there's a K-shaped curve that's going on right now. And what that means is that practices are doing this or they're doing that. And yeah. for the bulk of my 20-year career, well, a little more than 20 years, I'm trying to make myself younger than I am. Uh, uh, There was a very small standard deviation between practices. Well, I might grow 15%, another one 12. So you're doing better, but it's that, that standard of deviation is becoming such so much larger because there's practices that are, Adjusting to the way the patient's expectations and ones that aren't. And people sure. are making them, it's not just employees that are making a massive shift, it's patients also. And by the way, those probably, those two things are correlated, right? right? So, so if you're, do if you have the type of practice that's creating conveniences for patients, guess what? Like you, like you said with, uh, you know, checking uh, online or, The the office that's convenient for patients is also convenient for team members, right? Mm. Your front desk, your front desk, the people at your front desk, they're not furniture, right? The business, the people on your business team aren't looking to process people's paperwork all day long. That's not why they want to work at a dental practice. Sure. So forcing them to do that boring, mundane, laborious task is just going to have them leave the practice and have your patients leave the practice too. Right there was a study that said that one third of patients in healthcare are switching profession, practice healthcare offices due to the poor digital experience. Right. Mm. And that's going on in dentistry. And uh, I think a lot of practices don't even realize it because they're just busy doing high quality care for their patients and they don't pay attention to the patient's digital experience, which is a huge, huge, huge factor in their healthcare today.
1: Yeah, I, I truly believe right now that, and for most, not all practices, but for many practices, if the dentist want to maintain, and this is practices where they have a full, if they're a month out or they have a full caseload right now, that if the dentist wants to maintain their net income, their personal income, they're going to have to use automation or outsourcing to help cut employee the amount of employees that they need so that they can pay the great employees the type of money that they're going to need to stick around. Um, I just leave that as a statement. But I want to back up a little bit to what you talked about as far as, um, you know, being a great organization is a way to keep people. I think if everyone's listening to the anyone who's listening to the show, if you had to ask yourself, would you rather work for twenty dollars an hour? You have no choice. You're going to get paid twenty dollars an hour. Do you want to work at McDonald's or Chick-fil-A? Everybody's raising their hand, right? Everybody's saying, I want to be at Chick-fil-A. It's a better organization as far as the service experience that the customers are getting. Right. And I think the team members kind of show that they look at uniforms are neat. They're clean. The whole experience is fantastic. And I I think it keeps makes people want to work there over someplace that's not so awesome. So let's get into tooth apps a little bit. So I know that's kind of the direction that we're heading here with some of these um, features that can help out of practice. Tell me what uh, tooth apps is um, and what it does for practices.
0: Well, thanks. So tooth apps is it's it's like the Google Play Store or the Apple App Store for dentistry. So you can think about it like this. I believe that that there's some broken things in technology. So backtracking, you know, my I sold my dental practices four years ago to a DSO, to a large group. Uh, and at that time, I had developed and was scaling a product called Opera DDS, which was a patient communication, is a patient communication solution. And it was in Twenty thousand offices plus when I when I sold that a year and a half ago, and Opera DDS was a collection of features like what we're talking about now that deburdens the dental practice, and basically solving problems in my own practices to 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 make it convenient for team members and for patients. Now, after selling that product, one of the primary reasons why I sold that that company was to focus on a broader issue that I saw in dentistry, which is the lack of innovation. And the lack of data accessibility for patients and for dental practices. If you think about it, if you move from Oklahoma to New York, in my opinion, you should be able to push a button and have all of your dental records, which are yours as a patient legally, transferred Mm -hmm. to that new dentist, right? So what we're doing with tooth apps is we're bringing, we're, we're calling what we call create connected dentistry. We're connecting all of your dental data, both wherever it lives Uh, For a patient, for dental practices, so that if you want to choose, let's say you want to switch practice management softwares, it should be the push of a button because it's not not the practice management systems, system's data. It is your patient's data legally and yours to manage. That has been completely, completely blocked in dentistry, which is now illegal due to some regulation that's been passed in 2016 called the Cures Act. And and the information blocking rule, which was passed in October 6th of last year, or went into effect October 6th of last year. So ultimately, what we're doing is we're democratizing how innovation works in dentistry. So if you have an application that's that's innovative in dentistry, we plug it into Tooth Apps. You can have all of your applications with a single login, and and we have a what we call a fully integrated calendar. So you have your EagleSoft calendar, right? And your Google calendar, your HIPAA training calendar, your billing all in one, one convenient, intuitive space that you can run from your mobile phone.
1: Sure. Let's, um, it sounds fantastic. I, I you there. <laughs> yeah, you did. And I, and I think our audience needs to check out your site. First, go to brianlaskin.com. You can get the tooth apps there. You can read the, the patient manifesto. I think there's some, some great uh, content they can find on there let's talk about cost for a little bit right so we haven't um and i'm not going to ask you what it costs because what it costs doesn't matter what does it save a dentist or how can it enable them to make uh more money so what are some easy ways that it it helps pay for itself and and deliver a return on investment for those that are interested
0: great question uh there's a software tax on dentistry that i think dentists intuitively (laughs) know they're paying right yeah Uh, so So just to enlighten, maybe you, but certainly the the audience, every application that you attach to your practice management software pays a separate fee to that practice management software. And in the case of the largest practice management software, that's about $50 an office. So if you pay a hundred dollars per month for a software application, $50 of that hundred dollars goes directly to the practice management software to get the data that is your patience and yours not right. the practice management software's sure and so one of the things we're doing is we're getting rid of that at tooth apps the software vendors pay a percentage which is half the cost of like the apple app store and 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 so right there if you use four different applications we're saving you know that that dental practice is saving there's not $200 going directly to the practice management software sure and then in addition to that we're not the way that most practice management softwares work is they partner with the software vendors that either they own a large part of or are very big to the point where they can just make so much money off them from just charging all of these offices where at tooth apps, we are, our, our barrier is, are you HIPAA compliant? You know, are you, are you PCI compliant if you're doing charging? We're, we're, so we're opening the door for more innovation Because if you have, like, I just got out, I've talked with two different innovative companies, one, an AI chart note writer, and another one that's doing AI design for labs, right? And these companies are having a hard time getting into the larger groups. But if you wanted to automate your chart notes, right, that's competitive with the practice management software. But we can save you hours and hours of exactly what we're talking about. Writing your charts as a dentist is a massive PIA. Right. Yeah. But you'll never see that in in, in, directly within a practice management software unless they can charge you too much for it. right? Right. Versus us. We want to provide all of these innovative solutions and you just get to choose whatever is best for you at that moment in time. And if you want to select something else, if you want to switch from Opera GDS forms to tooth apps forms, it's just a push of a button and there's no IT, no integration. One login, one bill. And uh, so the number of ways that you save is massive because we're basically unrestricting the anti-competitive monopolistic behavior that's kind of going on in the software space in dentistry today. Yeah, makes sense to me.
1: Um, I want uh, to encourage our audience one more time. Check out the website, brianlaskin.com. Great information. Keynotes in there. Book. You got to check that out. Learn more about tooth apps. Um, Dr. Laskin, thank you so much for coming on and sharing with us today. We really appreciate it.
0: Thank you very much. And yeah, thanks for having me. And just to clarify, my name is Brian is with a Y. So BrianLaskin.com. Yeah. Perfect.
1: It. Yeah. Thank you so much, doctor.
0: Thank you.